Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Kent for Tuesday, August 27th, 2019. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Call 317-849-2933 to make an appointment with the best dentist in the world, Dr. Mike O'Neill. He's been my dentist the last 26 years. I don't know much, but I do know that I love that office. He's empathetic, he's professional, he's friendly, all of those things. 317-849-2933. All right. We're almost 72 hours after the announcement of Andrew Luck's retirement. Is it time to move on? I don't think it's time to move on. I think it's still damn interesting why Andrew Luck left. I think it's still really interesting to try to figure out what the Indianapolis Colts are with Jacoby Brissett as quarterback. I think it's still interesting to try to figure out what the players in that locker room think. And so we were there yesterday talking to guys like Chad Kelly and Darius Leonard and Ryan Kelly and T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle. All these guys, they were unanimous in that they did not like the fans booing Andrew Luck off the field. They didn't like it. What they got to realize is it wasn't about Andrew Luck. There are two things they need to realize. Neither the boos nor the cheers are personal. We root for laundry. That's what we do. These guys are Colts. We love them when they're Colts. When they're no longer Colts, they're no longer Colts. They're one of us. They, we don't cheer them after they stop playing. It's not personal. It's never personal. The booing, the cheering, it's got to be water off a duck's back because that is not the way fans process things. It's not about, boo, we hate Andrew Luck. It's not about that. What it's about is the Colts. They're booing the Colts. Not just the Colts version of Andrew Luck, but the Colts, period. Because what the Colts have done is they have confused things with their non-communication with the media and with the fans. They need to tell people what the hell's going on. If we're going to understand what's going on, you've got to tell us. You can't obfuscate. You can't confuse. You can't be non-transparent and then expect to build a relationship of trust with fans or with the media. It just doesn't work that way. When you don't tell us what's wrong with Andrew Luck or give us a reasonable timeline where we can expect him to be back, that trust is going to erode, and it eroded, and it was that lack of trust that caused the booze. It's not personal. We know those guys sacrifice. We know those guys do everything they can to try to play as well as they can. We know, all right? It's not about that. It's about a distrust with that organization that has been fueled by confusion regarding Andrew Luck's health. And it's not just this time around. It was also 2017. The bicep is pristine. What the hell did that mean? You know, Andrew Luck didn't play a snap in 2017. Then he plays the entire season last year. Then this year, if uh, if we had a game this week, he'd be practicing. Really? Was that the truth? 
I took it as the truth at the time. Evidently, it wasn't the truth. Or he would have practiced during camp. Or he would still be practicing. Or he would still have a career in the NFL. Somebody didn't tell the truth for some reason. It was driven by somebody, whether it was Jim or, say, or Andrew Luck or whomever. It was driven by somebody. And the result of that is that Colts fans do not trust the Indianapolis Colts. And because of that, Andrew Luck got booed as he left the field. There were also a few other factors. Fans, they were liquored up. They were in their cups, right? They were just angry. Sometimes you yell at clouds. It doesn't mean that you're mad at clouds. What is this team under Jacoby Brissett? The ceiling, I think, is 10-6, and six, right? The floor, probably 6-10. and 10. I, To try to figure out what this thing's going to be, you can't look to 2017. I saw some national guys put up 17 against 18, Brissett against Luck, and try to draw the difference between Andrew Luck and Jacoby Brissett. Now, obviously, there is a big difference between Andrew Luck and Jacoby Brissett. Andrew Luck, <clears throat> healthy, playing well, is a top-five quarterback in the National Football League. Jacoby Brissett is not. Or, or Bill Belichick never would have traded him for Philip Dorsett. <clears throat> but to look at Brissett through the prism of 2017 is grotesquely unfair. He was traded for on September 2nd. The Colts played their first game in 2017 on September 10th. He started his first game on September 17th. It was a quick turnaround. It was Chuck Pagano's last year. It was Chuck Pagano's offensive coordinator's last year. All right, Pagano's trying to save his job. He knows that Brissett, given the circumstance, is not going to be able to win games for him, so he tries to put Brissett in a position where he's not going to lose games. The result, 4-11 and 11 as a starter, 4-12 and 12 overall for the Colts in 2017. Brissett will be behind a much better offensive line in 2019. He's going to have better offensive minds leading that offense in Nick Sirianni and Frank Reich than he did in 2017. He's got Marlon Mack. He's got T.Y. Hilton. He's got Devin Funches. He's got a bunch of tight ends he can throw to. He's got weapons all over the place. This is going to be a more dynamic offense being led by Jacoby Brissett. As a result, it's going to be more successful. Can they win the AFC South? i got to tell you the truth, man. 5-1. to one. Colts to win the AFC South. That's got me peaked. That's got my interest peaked. I don't mind that. That's all right. That's, that's you know, you, you lost Andrew Luck, and Andrew Luck, the most important piece of the puzzle, there's no doubt about that. But you're replacing him with a guy who can do some things in a division where there isn't a perfect team. That's kind of interesting. The Super Bowl champion odds have dropped to 60-1. to 1. Those have plummeted. I don't think the Colts have a chance to win the Super Bowl, but they can get to the playoffs. And if you can get to the playoffs, you know what? You're in the tournament, so what the hell? Um, I think that Jacoby Brissett's going to be better than a lot of people think, and I think that looking at Brissett through the prism of 2017 is unfair to Jacoby Brissett and unfair to the Indianapolis Colts because they're a much better team today. That defense is way better, scads better than they were in 2017. This is a much better football team. They're going to win more than four games. Can they win more than 10? I don't think so. 
but I don't see this a, as a team that is uh, is going to mail it in and tank and you know wind up a top five team in the NFL draft looking for a quarterback. I just don't see that. Are they going to sign a veteran? I'd sign a veteran. You know, are you ready to have either Philip Walker or Chad Kelly be your backup quarterback in Indianapolis? I am not ready to trust Chad Kelly's head or Philip Walker's everything as the backup quarterback for Jacoby Brissett. He is an insanely tough kid, Brissett is, but I'm still not willing to uh, to make that leap of faith and not go get somebody who I know that in a pinch can take a snap and throw a pass to T.Y. Hilton. Um, but it's going to be interesting. It is going to be interesting. Talking to national media over the last day, uh, you know, the phone conversations with a bunch of people, radio interviews with a bunch of people. There are a bunch of pe- There are a lot of people who think that Jacoby Brissett is incapable of being a starting quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's capable of being an elite-level starting quarterback, but I do believe that he can start and he can put you in a position where you can win games. He's got a nice arm. He, he's, he's not a great runner, but he's got a nice arm. And like I said, he's tough as hell. Tom Allen, Indiana's football coach yesterday, confirmed that Michael Penix is going to be the starting quarterback for the Hoosiers on Saturday when they take on Ball State at Lucas Oil Stadium. I told you last week it was going to be Penix, and that if it wasn't Penix, then that signaled almost a certain doom for the Hoosiers. Can Penix stay healthy? We'll see. He's got great feet, great legs. He's got a nice arm. He's left-handed. That requires some adjustment. Uh, nothing against Peyton Ramsey, but Peyton Ramsey's a placeholder. Michael Penix might be able to get you some wins. All right, so Michael Penix being the starting quarterback makes all kinds of sense. The right decision made. It's a high-risk, high-reward decision by Tom Allen, but those are the kinds of decisions that he's paid to make. Uh, the Cubs, they got a three-game series starting tonight in New York. We'll see what happens. All right. Um, you know what? I have no faith in the Cubs. I got to tell you the truth. The, the enthusiasm or the lack of enthusiasm that they play with is just stark to me. When you compare the 2018-2019 Cubs to the 2015-2016 Cubs, they don't even look like the same team, and they've got almost the same guys. They just don't look like they're having as much fun. They're making fundamental baseball errors all over the place. Guys who didn't make fundamental baseball errors back in 15 and 16 are making them now. I, I think that this this life cycle of Joe Madden's leadership has lapsed. I don't think he's the reason that the Cubs are losing, but I do think replacing him could restart this franchise and, and kind of command the attention of the roster in a way that keeping Joe Madden around couldn't. So I, I was on the score last night with Joe Ostrowski and, and made that point. We talked a little bit about the Cubs after we talked about Andrew Luck. I think that the Cubs are stagnant, and you can't play baseball with stagnants. In 15 and 16, the Cubs were aggressive on the bases. They were aggressive defensively. They made plays, and they rarely uh, blew plays. Now... They're not making a lot of plays, but they're blowing some. You saw Anthony Rizzo over the weekend, two errors in a game, and then a bad play where he poached a ground ball, 
and couldn't make the play either the force play at second or getting the ball to Quintana as he tried to cover first. The Cubs have got problems, and the problems are between their ears, and one way to reboot between their ears is to make a change at the managerial spot, and and so I'm kind of thinking that that is what's going to happen. I don't think Joe Madden and Theo Epstein get along. That's a problem. You've got to have synchronicity between your, your manager and your GM in baseball, between the coach and the GM uh, in the NFL or in the NBA. I think that's why the Colts have got a chance because Chris Ballard and Frank Reich, not to you know knock this back to the Colts, but Reich and Ballard are like that. They get each other. They work really, really well together. And as a result, I think the Colts have the kind of leadership that with or without Andrew Luck can be really, really good for this franchise. Team USA, they blew out Canada yesterday, 84-68 miles. Turner, he had 10 points, 15 rebounds. They opened World Cup play Sunday in China against the Czech Republic. I don't get all stoked up for this thing. I don't really care about the World Cup. We'll watch because it's on, and it's going to be on in the morning. So, hey, you know what? Perfect. Love sports in the morning. Love sports late at night. The U.S. Open began play. Uh, Serena Williams and Sharapova last night in a match. I'm telling you, man, Sharapova played well. And uh, Serena Williams dispatched her quickly. Under an hour, one and one. Serena Williams, if she plays like that, she's going to not only win this tournament, but not lose a set. She was absolutely stunningly good. I don't think she likes Sharapova. Maria Sharapova is not getting Christmas cards from Serena Williams or anybody in the Williams family and vice versa. And that kind of made it fun last night. Let's celebrate some birthdays, shall we, on this lovely Tuesday in central Indiana. Are you kidding me? What a day. Absolutely beautiful out here. It's like living in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, Danette Rowland, happy birthday. Joni Lawler, happy birthday. Melissa Malott, happy birthday. Tim Young, Alex Golden, Bruce Murdoch, Chris Schaefer, Gordon Wittenmeyer celebrating a birthday. Dan McNeil and Terry Siegel, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific compliment. Today, sports, nothing but sports. We're back out at the Colts Complex today. Frank Wright going to talk to the media at 12.10, and then the locker room will be open at 12.20. We spent some time yesterday with Chad Kelly. I like him. I wish he wasn't under suspension. I, I think that if Chad Kelly wasn't suspended for the first two games of the regular season, there's your backup. Nice, clean, easy. You don't have to go out and sign a, uh, a veteran backup quarterback. We'll see if the Colts choose to do that or not. The Fish... You know what? They don't mind the rain because they're already wet. That's the life of a fish. We'll talk to you at 3 o'clock this afternoon. Sports, nothing but sports.